in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, was there for uh, quite a few years. He was the founder of that church, and it was the church that our pastor, my dad, uh, came to when he came back from Nicaragua. Uh, I've literally known Brother Braswell all of my life, uh, literally, and even before that, he knew, of course, our family, being the pastor there when they came back. In fact, he was my mom's youth pastor, and, uh, and so it's, it's good that they're only about 40 years old right now. So uh, they, they've known each other for quite some time, but they, they've been such a friend to our family. He's been a friend to me. I, I appreciate his t testimony. Uh, last night, we heard a message on God's faithfulness and being faithful, and I appreciate the, uh, the testimony of his faithfulness to God over the years, and it's been a challenge to me, but it's also been an encouragement to me as well. And uh, not only do I appreciate that faithfulness, but that friendship, uh, he's, he's mentored me. He's, uh, he's given me uh, quite a few of his books from his library, which if you're a pastor, you know that's not easy to do. And uh, he's just a man that I love very much, a man uh, that I've received much love from. And I'm so thankful and grateful that God has allowed you to be here with us, Brother Raswell. So I'm going to ask you to, to come and uh, whatever the, lay, the Lord has laid on your heart to share with us, uh, Brother, please do that and uh, we will do our best to uh, receive God's word this morning. A little bit when I walk now. It's certainly a blessing to be here. Uh, I've been here many, many times over the years. But to look out across this congregation this morning, it's utterly amazing to me. Usually, when I'm standing here, Pastor Mendoza is standing here. And every time I say something, he butts in and says something else. Uh, I've wondered sometimes if he was preaching my message or his message. But it's always been such a joy. This, this is sort of like a second home to us. Uh, now, let me tell you how long I go back as far as Britannia is concerned. And used to be Oramex. But uh, Brother Noe, uh, as Jeremy said, was and Annette were members of our church up in Georgia uh, for, for a few years. Uh, God called Noe to preach during that time. And uh, he found out about Bible, uh, Rio Grande Bible Institute and talked to me about it. And they moved down here and he started school. Uh, and uh, I was riding around a little bit yesterday, Shirley and I reminiscing about some of those times. But I've got to be short about this. Uh, my first time to preach at Oramax, uh, we were ordaining Pastor Mendoza. Now that's how far it goes back. Uh, we were, I preached the ordination service uh, for, for Brother Mendoza. And, and I, it's, it's been long. He's, he's been here, what, 30? And it, where are you? How many? 30? 37 years. Almost as old as I am. <laughs> but uh, that's how far our friendship goes back. Uh, we go back with Annette to youth group, our youth group at Calvary Baptist Church in Smyrna, Georgia. And we had tremendous youth group there. And Annette was a part of that. A lot of fine, outstanding young people came out of that group and are now serving the Lord in different capacities and all different sort of places. But uh, the, the Mendozas are family to us. Amen. They're family to us. Sure, and I was talking last night. I actually had a little fellowship over Chick-fil-A and how that, you know, the closeness that we have uh, to the, to the Mendozas, Mendozas rivals even our own family and we have that closeness now we don't get to see them hardly as much 
uh, as it used to, but as you get a little bit older, our, our traveling goes down a little bit. But I'm glad to be here, and it's such a joy to see Jeremy and, and, and John and, and, and what's that other guy's name? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, hey, that's another thing I have a problem with. You know, I don't always remember everything just right. So. But anyway, it's been, a, it's been a special time in our life, and, and uh, I've already asked Noe, you know, if, if, I, if I conk out before you do, I'm expecting you come up to Georgia and do my funeral. And so, anyway, and we'll arrange all that, though, when that time comes. But we're a lot closer now than what it used to be. But anyway, listen, let me, I want to talk to you for a few minutes this morning from something that God has laid on my heart. The, the, the title is, is very basic, uh, really, and it's in a very familiar passage of Scripture, John, John 3.16. But the, the, the message that I'm going to share with you is not necessarily from me but from the word of God has a depth beyond our understanding. I cannot understand how that God loves me so. I can't understand it. It's beyond my comprehension but I know that he does. He's revealed himself and his love uh, through his word to me. He's revealed himself uh, and his love through his actions toward myself and Shirley and our family. Uh, God has just been so real down through these years. Shirley and I have been married 62 years now. And that's, <laughs> that's a pretty good while. Uh, that's the reason I wobble a little bit when I walk, because I'm old. <laughs> but anyway, though, I want you to turn your Bible to John chapter 3 and verse 16. And we'll move around a little bit, and I'll, I'll be as brief as I can. I, I can see that. Boy, they got a big clock back there. I'm telling you. So I'll, I'll kind of keep an eye on that. But in, in the Bible, and I'll quote, I'm going to read uh, this great verse. That's the heart of the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth uh, in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, I don't always tell who's got a Schofield Bible because when you read John 3.16 in a Schofield Bible, you have to turn the page. <laughs> so uh, I, I look around, I know who's using a Schofield Bible and who's not, but that's, that, that's, not, that's not the point. But that's just something I, something I noticed anyway. But you know, here the scripture says, For God so loved. Now, I want to I talk to you a little bit about uh, your love life, really. Your love life. What kind of love life do you have? And, of course, I'm not talking about, you know, the, the uh, sort of puppy love that we had when we were children and teenagers and all that. Of course, I got married when I was a teenager. I was 18 years old. My wife was 18 years old when we got married. And, uh, you know, we started out young, and we dated for the first two or three years. We, we didn't have any children for about three or four years. So we dated and had a big time, and we had a good love life. Still got a good love life today. But what I want to, what I want to emphasize with you though today is what kind of love life do you have in relation to our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ? We say, you know, it's easy for me to say to my wife, I really love you, but you know, if I don't put some groceries on the table, if I don't take care of her, and see that she gets to go to the beauty shop from time to time, and other things, you know, that express that love. See, love here uh, is a verb, as it's used here in John 3.16. Uh, 
that's an action word. That's an action word. And, and actually, we show our love through our actions. And how do you know that I love God? Are you going to know I love God? Not because I say so, but because what you see in my actions. How am I going to know that you love God? Not through what you say, that's good, your testimony is wonderful, but through your actions that you carry out in your life. And you, you live for God, you, you do for God, and, and of course God does for us. We don't do that uh, for any reward or anything special, but because God first loved us. God first loved us. Now, there's three words that, that are used uh, to describe love. Two in our New Testament. One love is uh, agape. And I don't know that I always pronounce, I don't even pronounce some English words properly, but anyway, agape, and that's, that's God's love. That's God's love. And we see it through the scripture. But then there's another love that we also see in the New Testament, and uh, that is uh, the word phileo. We get our word Philadelphia from that. Uh, what's Philadelphia? The city of Philadelphia is known what? As, as the city of brotherly love. And it comes from this word phileo. Uh, but now, it's a different, quite a different word than agape. But then there's a third word that you will not find the word itself in the word of God. But you will find the actions that are expressed. And that's the Greek word eros. And that word basically is the same word in English as lust. See, a lot of people, they, they think they have love, uh, have love, but it's nothing but a desire of the flesh, and it's really nothing more than a lust. That's the reason you see uh, so many people parting ways. Uh, you know, they, you know they, they, they don't really love each other. They thought they loved each other, but it, it was more of a lust, a desire, a fleshly desire. And uh, that's, that's, a, that's a bad word. That's a bad word, eros. It's not in our New Testament at all, but it's expressed in, in, in uh, Romans chapter number 1. I, I believe it's chapter 1, chapter 1, chapter 2. But it's expressed, you know, in relationships that are expressed there. And I may touch on that if I have time to do that. But now, let's, let's look at these words for, for just, just a, a little bit. Uh, uh, agape is God's love. That's the love that God loves us with. Uh, in John 17 and verse 26, uh, and I'm not going to have time to turn to all these, but I, I hope you've got a, maybe a pencil and a piece of paper, and you'll jot some of these words down, and you'll look up uh, some of these verses. We may very well turn to some of the verses, but, you know, because our time's a little bit limited, uh, we'll, we'll move along. But uh, to describe the attitude of, of God the Father, it, this word agape is used to describe the attitude of God the Father toward His Son. That's God love. Now, it's also used to, to, to express God's love toward you and I. For God so loved the world that He gave that's the action. That's the expression. Uh, but then the Bible, though it tells it, and this is, I think, a noun probably here, but uh, God is love. God is love. Now, I want to tell you something. I may shock you a little bit. If you're not saved, if you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, you know nothing of agape love. You know nothing of the love that God has for you. He wants you to know and he's expressing himself every way that he can possibly. He begins through his word. 
and then he threw his actions toward us. And, but, uh, you know, we, we, before I was saved, of course, I was saved as a, as a young, young person. I, well, young person. I was about 11 years old. Uh, and I, I didn't know anything of the love of God. I had the idea in my mind from my grandma that read the scriptures and prayed with me and talked to me, you know, about God's love. But my, down in my heart, I had no capacity for that being a lost person. I have no capacity for it. But then you, you can look further into the scripture. You can see uh, how that God's love is expressed to all people, uh, love the world. Uh, uh, also, he expresses to us, uh, though, uh, his love to all men. And this is all, in most part, all of God's expressions to, to, toward man, that he loves us. And he proved that. How did he prove that? When he sent his son into the world to live and die on the cross of Calvary, shed his blood, gave himself as a cruel sacrifice upon the cross that we might have eternal life, that we might be saved. Then we begin to experience God's love. We receive God's love into our heart, and then we can turn around. That's the reason that, that, that they're missionaries today. These are people that so love God. God so loved them, but they so love God that they've given their lives to go to faraway places uh, and, and, and serve God. And, and reach out to people that don't know about the Lord Jesus Christ and express God's love to them. You see, God gives us his love, and that's God's love. But then we're to give the world God's love. We're to share with the world uh, God's love and to show them. You know, it's, it's one thing to say something. It's quite a different thing to show something, to show something. And what we need to do in our lives daily and that's my heart's desire, is to show something. that people, You know, I, I don't understand this, but I've had experiences that were so strange to me. I was in a restaurant one time, uh, it was a Waffle House, uh, eating breakfast one morning as I was on my way to a preacher's fellowship to preach that day. I was in another town from where I lived. Nobody knew me there. And at the, at, the, at the table in front of where I was sitting, there was an older man, uh, a little, uh, a younger lady, and a little boy, which I assumed was the little boy's uh, mother, and it was his grandfather. Right next door was a hospital, and they had evidently been up all night there in that hospital with a loved one that was about to die. Now, they didn't know me. I didn't know them. I'd never seen them before. But that little boy, he, he was standing up in, in, in the seat there uh, and looking at me. I mean, he's in the next, next table, and he's right there. He's almost in my face looking at me. And I, I smiled at him, you know, and sort of nodded my head, but I went along with my breakfast. And, but he, he looked over at his mama. That little boy looked over at me, his mama. Now, this is nothing to glorify me by any stretch of the imagination. But you know what that little boy said? And it looked like he, he, by the way they were dressed and by the way they acted and they talked, they probably were not Christians. And they didn't know anything about, about God. But that little boy looked at his mama after staring at me for a little bit and he said, Mama, is that a God man? Is that a God man? It made chills go up my back. I was just sitting there eating breakfast. I had on a suit. You know, I could have been an undertaker, though. <laughs> he could have said, Mama, is that an undertaker there? No, but he said, and that's, his words were, is that a God man? 
Oh, listen, folks, if, if God's living in our hearts and we've experienced the love of God uh, and he lives within, other people will sense that in us. They'll know because we're showing it. We don't have to be up dancing around, jumping around like crazy people do sometimes, but, you know, just to show there's something about our expression our expression that lets people see God in us and it opens up a door for us to witness and talk to other people. But that's, that's God's love. But I need to talk to you just a little bit and move along here because of time. Uh, then this word phileo, uh, it's used in the New Testament. That's man's love. We also uh, get, get the word, uh, uh, I can't say this word, philanthropy, somebody say it for me. Philanthropists, I can repeat it. My tongue is tied up there. But that is, that is man's love. Now, what is such a person as a philanthropist? That's a person that he, he, he loves other people. Now, he don't have, if he's not a Christian, there are some that are Christians. And I thank God for them because they give so much for the work of God. But, you know, uh, there's some, though, that are not Christians, but they love people. And they want to do for people. They want to help people. They feel for people. And they give great sums of money, you know, for people because they care for people. But this word, uh, phileo, uh, is to express tender affections. Now, that's the word that we use as when we were unbelievers. I would tell my wife, I love you. Uh, you know, before we, before we were married, I could tell my wife, I love you. And I did, but it, it was a, it was a uh, tender affection that I had for her. Well, now, well, let me back up on that because I was already saved then. But, uh, I, I, I could, but I didn't know I'd not been taught, and I didn't know anything of the love of God, really. I saved when I was a little boy. was never in a church that really taught me anything. I was not able to grow. And by this time, I'm a teenager. But, I, you know, I had been saved, but I didn't know enough about God and his love to express it to other people. But when I was talking to my wife, from my heart, I was, I, was express, I was expressing a tender affection. And that's what uh, this word phileo is, is talking about. Now, uh, you know, if you look, uh, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna look at, at, uh, in John chapter, we're going to turn over here, and I want you to turn over here to John chapter 21. John chapter 21. And uh, we're going to... Uh, we have a play on words here, especially in our King James Bible, and I'm sure it's expressed the same way in the Spanish, and it's, it, it, it's, it's more fully uh, able to be understood, of course, in the Greek language, but who, who speaks Greek, you know? Uh, but I've got good, I got good reference, books, reference books, and I can look up the meaning of words, and I, I can find out these things. But now, I, I want you to notice something here in, in the, an account with Jesus and Peter. After Jesus had been crucified and been, he was risen, and Peter's out, he's going back fishing. He's, oh, he's already left. He could be in a deposit, uh, apostle or disciple. He's going back to his fishing business. And he and his friends, you know, the other, other apostles or uh, disciples, they, they're out fishing and hadn't caught a thing. But uh, they see Jesus. One of them sees Jesus on the shore and says, there, There's the Lord. There's the Lord. He recognized the Lord in his re resurrection body. Well, Peter, he jumps in the water and swims over, you know, and, and begins a, a discussion uh, with the Lord. 
Now, in this discussion, we find these two words, uh, agape and phileo, interchanged here. Now, listen, I want, and this will, this, this will teach us something. Uh, and when they had dined, this is verse 15, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? Now, the word that's used here, and in, in my... Uh, in my uh, Schofield Bible, which re has center column reference, and here is it's the word when Peter asked, uh, when the Lord asked Peter or Simon, uh, "Lovest thou me?" He's asking him in God's love. Peter, do you love me like God loves you? And you know what Peter did? Uh, he says, "He says, lovest thou me more than these?" That's agape love. Uh, Peter, he saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. But now here's the catch. This word right here is the word phileo. I'm not changing the Bible. I'm just giving you the meaning of the words. It's the word phileo. He said, I, I, I love thee. Then the Lord gives him a command, feed my sheep. Well, then verse 16, Peter again saith, uh, to him, the Lord, again, the second time, Simon, uh, the Lord speaks to Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Same word. Peter, you love me with the love of God, like, like that God's put in your heart? Because Peter's saved man, no question about that. But uh, he, he saith unto him, he said again, Peter said, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee, but again, it's the word phileo. It's the word uh, I say again, this time, well, both times Peter answers, and it's the word phileo. You know, I like you, Lord. I'm really fond of you, Lord. That's what Peter's saying. Jesus is asking Peter, do you love me with all your heart like God loves you? And Peter says, oh, I'm fond of you, Lord. I'm fond of you, Lord. Oh, yes, I like you so much, Lord. Uh, and so the Lord asked him a second time, Peter, uh, you really love me? Uh, you know, as God loves you, and Peter said, oh, yes, Lord, I, I, I'm fond of you. Oh, you're, you're one of my favorites, Lord. I, I like you. Oh, I like you so much. But then uh, you go down to verse, uh, uh, here in the latter part of this, after it says the second time, he saith unto him, this is in verse 16, feed my sheep again. He gives a command that would express God's love if he's doing this ministry. But then verse 17, he saith unto him, the Lord says the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, and the word phileo is used, not agape again. And he said, you're just really fun to me, Peter. You just really like me. That's probably the reason you cussed, you know, when, when, they, when they accused you of being one of my disciples. That's probably the reason you said bad words, you know, when, when you were put in a position that they were trying to identify you with me. You know, Peter, he, he really liked the Lord, but when he was put in a spot that they, they were going to identify him, he knew they were fixing to probably crucify Christ, so, you know, oh, I don't know if I love you that much, Lord, or not. Think about it now. I want you to think about it. How much do you love the Lord? We know how much God loves us. God so loved, so loved, that agape word with a godly love that only a godly love can provide. 
You know, the Bible says, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for a friend. You know, having a, uh, a, a filial love would cause people to give their life for their buddy. Friendship, you know. But hey, uh, I don't know too many folks that would uh, say, Lord, I, you know, I'm going to give my, I'm going to do like you did. You gave your son on the cross. I'm going to let these wicked old, this wicked old world crucify my son. That's a different matter. If you've got children, that's a different matter. Because we can't, we can't speak of that word love in the full sense unless God is speaking it through us. But now, here uh, he said unto him the third time, Simon, lovest thou me? And Peter, uh, he grieved uh, because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I, Phileo, love you. I just really like you, Lord. I, just, I have a great, great feeling for you. But, Lord, I can't say that I love you like God loves me. Not yet. Not yet. He showed that later because tradition tells us that Peter was crucified upside down on the cross. Because he told the Romans, he said, I'm not worthy to be crucified like my Savior. Crucify me upside down. See, now Peter's speaking in the love that God, kind of love that God has. Now here's, here's uh, what, what I want to get down to. I want one other thing, this other kind of love. I want to talk about it for just a little bit. But, you know, what kind of love do we have for each other? As brothers and sisters in Christ, we need, we need to have that agape love, that love that God gives us that we can express to others. And that, that's what happens. You know, God lays his hand on a man and says, I'm, I'm calling you to preach my word, you know, and to be my servant. And, love, you know, and that man says, yes, Lord, I'll, I'll serve you, and I'll give my life to you. And, and you know, we, we begin to express the love of God. Then other people see that in us, just like the little boy I was talking about. There was something about me. I didn't know that. I've been on an elevator, though, and people look around at me and say, you a preacher? And I said, yeah, afraid I am. I didn't know it was showing that much. There's a lady, when I worked, before I went full-time ministry, she was my boss's secretary, and she wasn't too, <laughs> she didn't know much about, she didn't know anything, I don't think, about agape love, but, uh, you know, she might have, she knew more about the other kind of love I'm going to talk about in just a minute. But one day, I, of course, I, I wore a suit. I was a businessman. I was a calling on businesses and things like that. But she said, uh, this is her word. She said, good Lord, Carl, you, you, dress like a, you dress like an undertaker. But that's a lost person talking. That's a lost person. That's how they see. See, they, you know, they, they, don't, they don't see the love of God unless it's the innocence of a child or something like that. But now then, you know, uh, what kind of love life do you have? Do you have, you, you've been saved, do you have uh, that love of God abiding in your heart so much that other people can see it and that, that you want to show it continually? Uh, you want to give like the Lord gave to us. You want to give your life. I remember a missionary coming to Calvary and at, on a Wednesday night, Ben went there and I was, I was in charge of service, but this brother and his family were going to Brazil and he had been, uh, they'd been having a yard sale like thing that week, and 
he sold his had to sell his children's bicycles because they could they, they couldn't take anything with them to Brazil at that time or whatever their situation might have been. And boy, I thought to myself, man, do I love God enough that I'd be willing to leave my home and everything here and, and give up all my pleasures and benefits and things that I got and go to a faraway place and and and, and preach? Do I love God that much? Uh, well, I I do. I do, I have, and I hope that you do too. But how do you show that? You say, uh, Lord, I surrender, like we sang, well, I surrender all. I surrender all, Lord. I lay my life on the altar for you. I surrender all, Lord. See, that's a physical act. That's an expression. That's putting love in action. And that's what God, God has for us. He's put his love in action, giving his son. God so loved. So loved, giving his son on the cross to die. So what, le what, what, what less could we give than to give ourselves? To give ourselves. I want to say this. i got to say it quick because i got to move along here. I want to talk about this other situation just a little bit. But years ago, it was in uh, the late 60s. I was at Mount Arbor Baptist Church from 1967 to, to 71. I, I left Calvary where I was the youth pastor, and, and, and I was with Annette and all the young people there, but had taken this church, uh, you know, and, and uh, um, one night I was in my little study. It was, it was a little country church, but I was praying, and boy, God was really dealing with my heart to surrender my all. I still worked uh, a full-time job. I was bivocational then, uh, but God was really digging in my heart. Oh, I want you to give you all to me. Carl, when are you going to give you all to me? One night, I was down on my face in the floor. And I'm not bragging about anything. I'm just expressing and telling you something. And, uh, you know, God had just come in that little room and, and was so real, so real. And I said, Lord, Lord, I surrender all. And I, and I thought, now, I, I was young and immature and, you know, just starting out in ministry. Uh, but, you know, uh, the Lord is saying, express your love to me. Show me show me how much you love me. Well, here I am. You know, I didn't have a whole lot. Uh, you know, my, our family was, we, I think Carla, Carla had been born then too. So we had David and Carla, and they were just little. But I, I got up out, out of the floor and went over to sit down at my desk. And I opened up my desk drawer, and there was some blank paper there. And I took out a sheet of paper. I don't know that I've ever told this any, to anybody before. I might have told Shirley. I took out a blank sheet of paper, and I took the pen that was laying there on the desk, and I, at the bottom of that sheet of paper, I signed my name, Carl Braswell, and I pushed it sort of across the desk, but I said, Lord, this is my contract with you. You fill in all the blanks. Whatever you want for my life, you fill in all the blank. Now I have to—I have to be honest. I have—I have reneged on that contract sometimes. There have been some times that I backed up on that. I—I I didn't do all that God wanted me to do, or I failed the Lord in in some sense. But you know the wonderful thing about our Lord—he's not like the banker. You sign a note at the bank and you don't pay it, they're gonna come get your car. <laughs> they're gonna come get your car or your house or whatever you got. They'll come get it. But God's not that way. We fail him. 
We fail him. But, you know, I've had to renew that contract many a time and say, Lord, I, I've come so short. Oh, but I'm glad for the verse, you know, that the Bible tells us, you know, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. That's talking to believers. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and clean, cleanse us of all our unrighteousness. And you may be sitting here this morning, uh, sitting here this morning, and you may have reneged on God. You've trusted Christ. You've been saved. And you may, be, you may have even made an agreement to God. I'm going to serve you, Lord. I'm going to live for you. I'm gonna do, but you've backed off. You may need to renew that contract today. You may need to renew it. Or if you've never been saved, you need to make a contract with God. Say, Lord, I, I want you to save me. I know, I know I'm lost. I know I need to be saved. I want you to save me, and I'll commit my life to you. But then there's one last thing, though, that I've got to mention quickly. Uh, and that's the third love. You've got, uh, you've got the agape love. That's God love. You've got the filio love. That, that's, that's friendship love, brotherly love. But then you've got a self-love. There's a self-love. I said you've got a self-love. There is a self-love. You have to determine yourself. What do you do? And uh, it's lust. It's not love. It's lust. If you look at John, uh, John uh, chapter uh, 2 and verse 16, I think, then you have to jot this down. Uh, it's lust. It's not of God because it comes from the world. It comes from the world. Uh, you know, God so loved the world that he gave. But, you know, I'm, I'm afraid that uh, so many times that we get caught up in the world. We get caught up in the world. I was in a missions conference years ago in a church up in the area where we live, and I was preaching. We was, we was talking about faith promise, and I made a statement. I said, uh, uh, well, I told about Brother Joe West that used to be Pastor Town East Baptist. This went to be with the Lord not long ago. Brother Joe preached a lot of missions conferences, and he told me one time, he said, Brother Carl, you know how I know if we're going to get a good faith promise out of a new church that I've never been to before? He said, I go before everybody gets there, and I walk around the parking lot, and I look see how many greasy places I find in the parking lot. If I find a lot of greasy places where the cars are leaking, oil, oh, Brother Joe said, praise God that we'll get a good faith promise this week. And I said, Brother Joe, what exactly are you talking about? He said, well, if you go to a church that's got a clean parking lot, you'll also find new cars that's probably costing them six, $700 a month. And you're not going to get much faith. You're not going to get much promise, faith, promise, commitment out of those people because they're so they're so obligated. They can't. They they they, they don't have anything else left to give. So I, I hadn't looked the parking lot over out here. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that just this time. So I may be inspecting your parking lot a little bit. There's a woman in that service though. She come up to me afterwards, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to stop right here because I, I can't go in with, with the thing unless you, you read Romans chapter 1 it describes it pretty pretty clearly uh, but uh, it, it'll tell you but <clears throat> there's a woman come up to me in that same service where I pre was preaching missions and uh, she, she said oh preacher you playing with my mind uh, she said I'm, I'm sitting back there and you're preaching and talking about the giving and everything and I've just bought a new SUV and I'm thinking, Lord, I, am I going to have to give up my new SUV? <laughs> I don't know. That's between you and the Lord. 
if you if you can give a, if you can give faith promise and give something that that's deserving to the Lord, you might have to give it up. For years, years, Shirley and I were not able to do a lot of things in missions that we wanted to do while I was a pastor. But then one day, something happened, and it caused us some money. Well, Shirley had a wreck, and we got a settlement out of it, and I was able to pay off all my debt for credit cards, which was choking me to death. And I, you know, since then, we, we've been able, we have our own missionaries that we support. We support missions through our home church, through Faith Promise. Uh, we support missions uh, through other churches that we want to help. But we support missions through individuals that we want to personally be involved. And they're our missionary. They're our missionary. But only because God loves us as much as he does and has blessed us as he has are we able to do that. Now, how's your love life? How's your love life? Let's bow our heads for just a moment. And uh, Jeremiah, I'm going to let you come and, and, and do, do the invitation however you feel led or whatever you feel led, if you have time. I know we're about running out of time here. But let me ask you a question. How many would, I, I want to pray for you. How many by the uplifted hand say, Preacher, God spoke to my heart this morning, and there's some, some needs in my love life for God, in my love life, uh, my agape love life, for others, and I want you to pray for me. Would you slip your hand up? There's several, several, several. Good, wonderful, wonderful. Well, now you need to put that in action, put your love in action, and say, Lord, help me now to do what I ought to do and be what I ought to be and love God like I ought to love him. Brother Jeremy. Just as the piano just plays one stanza, one hymn, I want to just take a moment in this time of prayer to just ask God to help you to this week show God's love. We were challenged this morning in three areas and that agape love, our, our love for God that we display to others. Why not ask God this morning to say, God, will you help me maybe at my workplace I can think of at least one person that needs to hear about the gospel, about this kind of love, the love that God gave his son for them. And say, God, help me this week to just share that, that truth with that person. And then the second area that I pray about this morning is that love of phileo love or brotherly love. Maybe you ask God, maybe there's somebody in your family that you need to reconcile with. Maybe it's a mom or dad. Maybe it's a brother or sister. Maybe it's a friend you haven't spoken to. Maybe today you didn't make a decision. God, help me to reconcile myself in that relationship. Help me to forgive that person and to love them with a tenderness that I ought to love them with. The last area this morning is just to think about and pray about is this this love that he touched on, that eros love that is a selfish love. When I'd ask God this week, God, would you help me to not fall into that lustful kind of love? Help me not to be so selfish this week in my marriage. Help me not to be so selfish this week with my kids or with my friends. 
Let's pray. God, will you help me to avoid that kind of love in my life? Help me to just focus on that phileo and agape love. Father, this morning we've been challenged by the truth of your word. As Brother Carl said, it was a simple message, but it was a clear and challenging message. Message, Father, that we each need. None of us have reached that perfect love in our life. Father, I pray that you would help us to live out every area that we were challenged with today. Father, I pray that your spirit would work in our hearts and in our lives. May your spirit fill us and may your spirit lead us and guide us throughout this week. Bring to our minds, Father, just any area that this decision would apply. And help us to apply and live out that decision. May it not be just something that we hear and think about right now on a Sunday morning service, but may it be something on our minds on Monday and Tuesday morning as well. May we this week apply the truth of your word. May your spirit help us, strengthen us, give us the courage that we need. May your word give us the thoughts that we need to think. Father, by your spirit and by your power, live out what we've been challenged to do today. Father, we love you today. I pray that we would express that love in every way and to every person. And we ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Before Brother John comes to give the announcements, I do just want to also welcome 